0: For Hey Army and fellow music
1: fans, I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany, and we're the hosts of Standing BTS from the Consequence Podcast Network. We're a bi-weekly show that covers the impact and legacy of K-pop
0: group BTS. We mix the perfect blend of research and fangirl as we take a deep dive into lyrics during album reviews, theorize over music videos, and keep up with their current events.
1: No BTS topic is off-limits. We welcome everyone into the conversation, whether you're a casual fan, committed ARMY, or someone who's just curious about one of the biggest music groups in the world.
0: Come chat with us every other Thursday with a new episode wherever podcasts are found. Let it, let it
2: Consequence Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to the Spark Parade, where I geek out with artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration. I'm Adam Unz at Spark Parade on all social media. Thanks ever so much for joining me. So, welcome to Film Fridays. This is an occasional series where, as the name suggests, I'll talk to filmmakers about their cultural inspirations. Doesn't that sound fun? And today, I'm talking to director and producer Bill Polad about his spark, Radiohead's career-defining masterpiece, OK Computer. Amazing, right? And it's kind of an inspiration inception or something because Bill listened to OK Computer while he edited his new movie, Dreamin' Wild which is about Donnie and Joe Emerson, who in turn have inspired countless musicians and have been covered by artists like Hype Williams and Ariel Pink. Isn't that fucking cool? I think it is. And uh, let's be clear, my opinion is the only one that matters. So let's stop dilly-dallying and get right into it. Quick Bill Facts. Bill Polad is a film director and producer As founder and CEO of River Road Entertainment, Polad has spent most of the last 20 years producing critically acclaimed films. His credits include Steve McQueen's 12 Years a Slave, which won the Academy Award for Best Picture, Terrence Malick's Palme d'Or winning The Tree of Life, and Ang Lee's Academy Award winning epic Brokeback Mountain. He directed, wrote, and produced his new film Dreamin' Wild, which stars Casey Affleck, Noah Jupe, Walton Goggins, Zoe Deschanel, and Beau Bridges. It tells the extraordinary true story of brothers Donnie and Joe Emerson, who in the 1970s leveraged their family farm to produce their record Dreamin' Wild, only to have it languish in obscurity. Thirty years later, when the album was rediscovered, the brothers had an unexpected second chance at their musical careers. Dreamin' Wild was released on August 4th, and you should see it. Quick OK Computer facts. OK Computer is the third studio album by English rock band Radiohead. On OK Computer, Radiohead distanced themselves from the guitar-centric, lyrically introspective style of their previous album, The Benz. OK Computer's abstract lyrics, densely layered sound, and eclectic influences laid the groundwork for Radiohead's later more experimental work. Despite lowered sales estimates by EMI, who deemed the record uncommercial and difficult to market, OK Computer reached number one on the UK album chart and debuted at number 21 on the Billboard 200, Radiohead's highest album entry in the US charts at that time. The album was soon certified five times platinum in the UK and double platinum in the US. It expanded Radiohead's international popularity and has sold at least 7.8 million units worldwide to date. And there you have it. Let's get to the good stuff. Here comes my chat with Bill Polad about OK Computer. Do you remember hearing OK Computer for the first time, being turned on to it, um, anything like that?
3: Yeah, so I was uh, living in Dublin, Ireland at the time and editing a, a documentary film there uh okay computer came out, and you know I was listening in the, on my just whatever little system I had there, and you know totally uh was blown away as they say by it um yeah, it was really a powerful experience um and again, it was woven into my stay in Dublin from then on, but uh ultimately, I integrated it into the real world um in my life here so
2: yeah. Great. Um, were you a Radiohead fan before that or?
3: Yes. Yeah, I was a Radiohead. The Benz obviously was a huge mm. album for me as well. Um, and I think I had seen Radiohead in concert before then, actually at, at First Avenue here in Minneapolis. Mm. Um, so And it was a great but simple show. Uh, simple and, and, you know, wasn't a big production certainly at that point. But yeah, that's where it was. And it. That affected me greatly too, so I was already a fan and into it, the radiohead world
2: yeah, yeah, uh, just as an aside, I grew up in St. Paul and I used to work at first avenue. So oh really? oh great mm-hmm, back in the day. Uh, I suppose that was before your time, but uh, no, no uh, I mean oh, I, I no I mean it wasn't um, I wasn't working at uh first Ave then, but I was yeah, I was in college when it came out. oh, oh cool, so yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, like another slight aside here, there is no journalistic objectivity with this. Like I am obsessed with this album. It means so much to me. So, you know, if you had any worries about this in any way, being a, a hardball interview, let those worries dissipate <laughs> right now. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, to me, it is this sort of uh turning point not just with their career but with the world of music d- definitely with the world of rock music um but it's this kind of bridge between the sounds of the bands and the totally insane stuff they were going to do afterwards uh, right. with K. Right. A. and beyond right um and i don't know that i've ever been that conscious of a band's evolution in real time just like seeing that and this still was a huge leap uh in a different direction from where the bends had had been but you can still you know like electioneering songs like that that are a little more traditional rock but are still amazing but uh yeah just like uh such an exciting time and to see a band like that have such like astronomical success with an album that was such a huge change in direction again like so exciting. Yeah, I agree.
3: Yeah, uh, all that, all that you said. I mean, (laughs) I agree with that. Um, uh, Again, I got into the bends uh, very early on in my life anyway. And it tracked for me a little bit like some of my creative journey, like what I was doing in work and, and other things. And it obviously continued to affect me throughout my life and including right up to today. I I, honestly I you know, maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves, but maybe uh Kid A and and all the subsequent albums, I still listen to them when I wanna be inspired creatively to like think about things in a different way. You know, so the band in general kind of inspires that in me. But uh uh certainly OK Computer was a turning point of like yeah, so
2: Yeah yeah um i mean i uh when you're talking about kind of having that link to dublin um with okay computer i have a similar thing like uh kid a came out when i was on my way to prague like going on the first vacation that i'd gone on on my own and i got it in the airport and listened to it and it was kind of like you know the autumn so it's like everything's gray just walking around prague on my own listening to this album over and over again and um yeah, just having the that kind of for want of a less cliched phrase, uh soundtrack to your life element mm. to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um that uh I mean, you know, we're not talking about that album, but uh that feeling of just connection, um and like this really unique emotional connection. I mean, again, you know, it's all subjective, but um that's that's my experience with it.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah, I mean, it's always been, their music has always been pure emotion for me, or, you know, that's what I clearly key off of and, and get inspired by. And, you know, the Benz obviously is more melodic or more mm-hmm. digestible, I suppose. Um, but, you know, OK Computer really clearly pushed in, an, in another direction and, you know, further down the road. And, uh, you know, it just totally is inspirational, becomes, in my mind, very cinematic, Um, Mm. okay, computer. I mean, not that the Benz wasn't, but no, it wasn't in the same way. It does seem really cinematic to me. I mean, the individual songs are are stories in and of themselves, but to be honest, the first side, or whatever you you still call it that, the first side of the, of the vinyl is just like a movie in itself. I think Um, it's pretty cool. So,
2: yeah, absolutely. And I think um, if I'm not mistaken, I do know this paranoid Android was um, the first single and that uh, again, that cinematic feeling, but it it gets compared a lot to like Bohemian Rhapsody. And I can sort of see what people mean by that. Like having a song that has movements and um, the texture of the song changes, but to my mind like bohemian rhapsody is great i'm not shitting on bohemian rhapsody let's just make that clear um but that to me is very much like the the chunks of the song the way that it changes it's very clear there's like a, a stop point it's the the delineation between the different kinds of music uh same thing with like scenes from an italian restaurant where it's just like we're in this moment we're in this moment and with paranoid android it's like uh uh-huh. This free flowing, like every, every new feeling, every new sound, it, it just flows from one thing into the next. And it feels so natural that it took me a long time to even understand what people were talking about when they're saying, like, it's a song that has all of these different songs built into it. And I'm like, no, it's just one big thing. But <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I agree. And just a testament to how, yeah, they're just such fantastic musicians. Um, incredible. Yeah. I think the uh, surprise of a band that had put out two albums that were solid albums but there wasn't any indication of any kind of real weirdness and that uh-huh. this was the beginning of being like more influenced by electronic music and just letting some other things in that proved to be you know massively influential and kind of changed the way that people thought about rock music so like what, what an exciting exciting time. Um, for for music in general. Absolutely, yeah. And, you
3: know, relating it back to my life and career, you know, as it influences other people, and in particular me, to kind of explore different places because of what they did, and, and, you know, on OK Computer and, and other things, but, you know, certainly basically on OK Computer, so. Well, we're just, you know, kind of discussing how that impacted my life and my work and and film, I think it has myriad uh, influences on film, many of them we won't know until we talk to all the individual filmmakers. But for me, obviously it is a a big push and and a big inspiration. Um, So I think it's great for that.
2: Time for a quick break because
4: somebody's got to keep the lights on around here, but we'll be right back. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
2: And, you know, there are some little, uh, cinematic ties, um, you know, um, what song am i thinking about exit, uh, exit music for a film yeah. that was, um, you know, from Romeo and Juliet, um, and the directors they work with, like, um, karma police directed by Jonathan Glazer. Um, I'm a big fan of his work too. Um, so just like, yeah. uh, there's always been that relationship with, the visuals you know the artwork on the album as well um it's a whole package it's not just you know it goes beyond the music they have a whole kind of world that they're inviting you into which is um again so so amazing
3: yeah i
2: agree yeah also just from a again from a musical standpoint the uh and i I think this would only become more uh, a part of their world but the not just pushing the sounds uh, forward, not just trying to experiment with different ways of making music, but the complexity of the stuff they play. Um, I've read things about certain songs of theirs that like the time signatures between the musicians kind of clash and the songs are so complex that they have to start them over again when they're playing live because they really have to concentrate to be able to like, you know make everything fit and you can start to hear that on this album again that it's like really yeah just wanting to push the the bounds of what's possible with uh with rock and roll are there particular songs that stand out uh for you
3: well i i mean again exit music whatever uh mm-hmm. you obviously you know, that is so melodic and so beautiful. And the, the uh, message of that, or the, what it was saying, uh, you know, is extraordinary. But I mean, for me, again, it's the the five or six tracks, first tracks, you know, that mm-hmm. just all tied together for me, cinematically, I just think a masterpiece, obviously, uh, and love all the other music um, on it. Um, but I, yeah, I can't I can't say that i don't favor that first block
2: or the move first movement of the of the album so yeah yeah and it feels a little bit more like you know people say that it is a, a bit of a concept album i think the ideas kind of come from a lot of different places and maybe melodically it's a bit more of a concept album than uh, you know the, the concepts themselves right right but yeah definitely that first half of the album feels like A cohesive whole you know some of the songs kind of blend into each other um it's it all feels very seamless
3: yeah i love that part of it obviously i told you i was uh in dublin at the time and in fact i ended up seeing them when they came to dublin uh and that concert was just like a you know dreamlike as a lot of radiohead concerts are they end up being just like these dreamlike experiences for one thing or for one reason or another. I mean, it's the RDS in Dublin is outside. And so it was pouring rain at one point and everybody was just kind of into the music and kind of as one swaying back and forth, it was just the coolest visual to be able to look back. And with the, I mean, I remember fake plastic trees for some reason as just like such a, Weird and mystical experience it was amazing, so
2: yeah, I had a, a very similar experience. I saw them at uh Madison Square garden here um and went with a bunch of friends and I mean that moment, fake plastic trees coming on it was you know very emotional for everybody, but the whole time, all of us it was like you know this cliche of people going to a concert that means a lot to them everybody you know arms around each other everybody just like tears coming down our faces the whole time and it's like
3: every song absolutely and that was that was it in dublin too um uh so it was universal i guess you'd say you know that kind of experience
2: yeah and i think uh it's it's music that to me at least each individual song there are there are so many of them that i can pinpoint specific moments in my life when that song was playing, or the first time that I heard it, or anything, maybe more than any other band. And again, it's just a like a, a sign of their genius to me that those identifications are so clear. Um, uh, and I, I, I know other people who feel that way too, that it's just a very strong emotional pull. Yeah, I agree.
3: And I don't know, for you, or for me anyway, I've traditionally been someone who kind of goes against the popular thing at the moment i mean at least for me i fall in love with various artists like and then it's all about them um and so early on it was bruce springsteen um as he started to get more popular and the whole born in the usa thing started happening i was less interested and probably you know, gravitate toward other things. But again, I'm not saying I throw them out uh, once they reach that point. But, you know, some of the magic is gone. And maybe that has to do with you always think great artists, they're talking to you, like personally, directly. And that's how I feel. And so it's at some point when people get a little too popular, you feel like, you know, so at some point you kind of drift away. I mean, I feel like, as I was saying that, you know, artists are generally, if I really love them or connect with them, you feel like they're speaking to you personally. And at some point when they're getting too popular and it's just obviously all, all everybody for themselves, I, I, I don't know, I somewhat lose that connection, but I didn't, you know, obviously you don't feel that way with radiohead because you know i guess i suppose whatever allowances i make because the payoff is so strong um you know you stay with them emotionally
2: so right and it's this sort of inverse equation it's like as their popularity increased they got weirder so you know i think that feeling of like And I I, I do feel this still about people who are absolutely gigantic, where it's still a little weird that it's like, no, this is my special private thing. This is not for millions upon millions of people. Like I know about this and nobody else does. Right. Yeah. And with them, it's like, I have that kind of feeling, but it's still just this shock to me. Like when Kid A was as big as it was and it made it so they were playing arenas, I'm just like, how is this happening (laughs) that this is an album that I was like, oh, this is for me, but nobody else is gonna like this, and then it's just <laughs> right. like the biggest thing in the world. Yeah, I agree. I I, I was living in uh, London when um, Kid A came out, and I remember thinking like, oh, maybe it'll do okay in um, the UK, but I can't imagine that the US is gonna yeah. like this. And uh-huh. it's just like number one, and you know, more popular in the US than it was in the UK. So
3: I guess the core of it for me is that you know, Radiohead as a band and, hmm. you know, using OK Computer as a springboard, as I say, i basically on my way to the edit, you know, in New York all the time, uh, you know, particularly during Love and Mercy and also during Dream and Wild, uh, The going to the edit room, I constantly play, you know, Radiohead, Kid A and OK Computer and everything. So, you know, it's just, it always... I mean never ceases to inspire me to kind of push things in a different direction, try something different and which I think is, you know, great and, and what I look for in my work.
2: So Yeah. I think that combination of music that just inspires you in the way that music does, that it's the emotional content, the lyrics, all of the um the the stuff that you would expect. But then also mm-hmm. having a, a, a career that you know as a band they're taking massive risks always pushing um the boundaries of the sounds that they can make always looking for ways to do things in a totally unique way and yeah it's uh, such an uh admirable uh way of of creating art something that i think you know any artist can even if they don't like that band um aspires to that it's you want to you want to constantly innovate you want to move forward you want to surprise people and you know in in delightful ways ways that people really uh are excited about and i think they do that really well
3: i do too well it works for me anyway so yeah
2: yeah uh all right i i uh appreciate this so much this has been really really wonderful you know
3: it means a lot uh
2: to me and
3: and uh i'm happy to be participating here so
2: yeah I, I really appreciate that this has been fantastic great thank you so much i really really appreciate this thank you take care love it that was so good thanks again to bill for chatting with me his new movie dream and wild is out now so go see it why don't ya and that's really it for this time around please follow me on social media at spark parade uh, have a cute little weekend you know